All right. Good morning, heart and soul. Good morning. I'm having just a little challenge here. And so I'm not, uh, okay, here we go. I'm not really appreciating how it's responding, but y'all are way more important than what's happening right here. And so I just want to say good morning. That was good. That was like, that was like a little reminiscent moment. For real. Because we have not had choir singing live since 2020, which feels like a lifetime ago when we think about, well, when I think about it, let me not speak for you. But when I think about it, it feels like a lifetime ago because so much has happened since then. So much has happened. Let's just have a moment of the so much has happened. And we're celebrating on the one hand, and we're also, during that time, we've grieved. We've wondered. We've allowed our fears and doubts to, to really come on because what was presented us was something that none of us had ever been through before. And so for some, our faith waned <clears throat> or at least came into question. So what I love about Stir Up the Gift is is that it takes us there. It is from 2 Timothy, uh, the first chapter, verses 6 and 7 is what we're working with. And in 1 Timothy, Paul is writing to... Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Paul, let me be over here. <laughs> Paul is... Is, do I need to do anything? Okay, thank you. Paul is writing to Timothy to just remind you, to remind him. And I feel like I'm here today doing the same thing. I'm in that reminder mode. I'm, he starts out talking about the genealogy. He's saying, I knew your mama and her, and her sister. And, and there's something about, I know the stock from which you come. I know you wouldn't be here today, and Timothy is imprisoned at this time, but I know you wouldn't be here today if you hadn't come from a certain stock, a certain awareness, generational agility and resilience. Yes? Generational, that there is something that is happening within each and every one of us that once we remember, once we recall, once we plug into it, once we are willing to have that lead the way, it's on and cracking, yeah? It's happening in a new way. But what happens for us often is that we, we get... We get trapped in our own despair. We get trapped in our doubts and our fears. We, we begin to rely on that that, frankly, has never really served us. Some of it is just habitual. So what I love about that song is this notion of stirring it up. So in, and in fact, there's that, 
would somebody put the, the slide up with the, with the flames? So what I love about this, it's, it's this idea of not just stirring it up like you would a pudding, but it's putting that fork, that, that what is that thing called, the poker thing that you put in a, y'all not going, is it a poker? Okay, I was about to say, y'all not my lifeline today. I see you, okay. All right, so it is the poker. This is where you already, because see, this is not you, this is not you working for, from something you don't yet have. You get that? This isn't you wishing and hoping for something new that you're going to use in these situations and circumstances. This is that you got it. We getting ready to poke it like you did the fire in the old days. I know y'all have the little electric thing now, or the little gas where you just turn the thing, but I'm talking about old school. Where, the, where you have to stoke it, exactly. So this is what Paul's talking about. You gotta stoke this. You already got it, it's within you, the faith, the love, the power, the joy, the sound mind. You've been acting crazy these past three years. But I happen to know, I'm here today to say, I know there's something else present in and as us. And then I'm going to poke it a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Those embers where it looks like it might be going out, where it feels like you might have lost it, where it feels like you maybe won't be able to contact it in the way that you need. Maybe you're feeling like you won't be able to get to it in time because you got the thing happening tomorrow. I'm poking it. I'm poking it so that we can begin to have it burst into flames. It's there. It's there. This is the idea that that song is wanting to impart for us, is stir up the gift of God that you already got, but you're going to have to do something. Because for some of us, it's laying somewhat dormant. You have it. It is the truth of your being. But you're not working with it in all of the ways that... Um, are required. Let me just handle this little bit of business right here because this is cute, but it ain't not right now. Come on. Here we go. Um, so look, I want to talk a little bit about, well, I'm going to keep talking about what I'm talking about because there's something about, so how do we get there? There's this, this spiritual idea of the mental equivalent and I'm going to tweak it even as I'm speaking of it. It's the mental-emotional equivalent. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so you, you, sometimes we, we, the truth is we talk about it as the mental equivalent, and that is true. But until you understand the emotional equivalent that is a part of it and must be, then you're not going to have the kind of traction. Because what I'm saying to you is you must both know it and you got to feel it. Because if you just know it, you just knowing it. You know, you know a lot of stuff, but it not, some of it ain't happening in your life. But I bet you dollars to donuts that the stuff you're feeling is happening in your life. So when you have matched this notion of where two of us touch and agree, this is your thinking and your feeling. When your feelings agree with what you think, and the thing is happening. And if we don't understand, take as long as you need to understand that. Because once you understand it, it'll be on. 
That's when you'll begin, to, you'll begin to see it unfold in your life in what some feel like are magical ways, mystical ways, because they're like, I can't explain it. Because for years, I've been thinking about this. For years, I've been talking about this. But it wasn't until the individual got to a place where they were feeling it, where they were what? tasting it. Oh, come on now. Stop. Well, I'm the only one who's feeling it right now. But that's okay, because I can do me. So look, this idea of feeling it so completely that you're tasting it, that you're seeing it, that there's an aspect of you that feels like it already happened. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. The thing has not yet happened, but you would already picked out your clothes. You see what I'm saying? You don't have an invitation yet. You don't know, but you got your drag set up. The little jewelries, all the adornments, you got all the stuff, the shoes. Or maybe you're out shopping for the shoes because it's a real thing. Come on, man, don't act like you don't understand what I'm talking about. You'd already envisioned the tie or the kind of collar. You'd already picked out, you, in your mind, you may not even own it yet. But what I'm saying is there's such, there's such clarity in your mind that this thing is happening that you are dressing yourself for it. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, is where it is so known to you and all of your sensibilities that you are now in it and about the thing. Can I just tell you like you don't already know that thing is happening? And it's happening because what? It's happening in you. In fact, it has already happened. You already see it. You already know. You have to be reminded that it hadn't happened yet. Because you are so there. You're with the people. You're not ready. Oh, you feel yourself talking to so-and-so. Oh, I'm going to put this in my purse because I'm going to give it to so-and-so when I get there. You are there. Some call it when, 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 when they're... I only stutter when I get this, you know. It... When it's being trained, some call it the rehearsal. So it's, it's, it's the way that you can, can begin to put yourself in that because it may not come to you naturally. But because it doesn't come to you naturally, because it wasn't done in, in your home, because, it, because it's not that familiar to you, don't mean you had to miss out on it. It just means you must begin practicing. You must begin training yourself to begin calling forth to you that that you desire as if you already have it. You better ask somebody like Neville, okay? This idea of imagining it. So, so in the Science of Mind glossary, we find that mental equivalent, when we look it up there, it says having a subjective, I'm adding particular, idea of the desired experience. So once you have that idea for our concert, I have an idea of a room full. I have an idea of a silent auction of a raffle, I have an idea of full engagement that everybody that can, that everybody who knows is telling somebody, I can feel the energetic buzz of it. There's a part of me that's surprised to not find the tables already up here in front, already dressed. Do you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay, that's right. It's not here. It isn't happening yet. But it is happening. It's happening in us. And in fact, 
The sages would say that by the time the, a thing actually happens in your life, it has been happening in you. So this is why it might, and I'm going to ask you to join me with respect to the concert. Just join me. Have that be a thing where we are in agreement, where we see a room full of folks, where we see Tammy just at her best. I mean, she's already dang good. But on this particular Saturday, we are wiping our brows saying, what is she? Is that a piano she's playing? And how many fingers does she have? We begin to question, how could this be? And how fortunate am I to be present for this amazing experience? Yes, yes. we must first call it in mind. We must call it in mind. Yes, when she described it to me, it was clear she was there. There's an aspect of this concert that, you know, I couldn't decide whether to wipe away the, my eyes starting to sting or just the corner of my mouth. I wasn't sure which and did probably did both. But it was over lunch and she was describing to me her vision. So the first half of the concert, for example, it's, it's Tammy Hall and Friends, so there'll be vocalists, et cetera. And then the second half, it's Tammy and improv. I'm going to need to hang on. It's Tammy doing Tammy. Where, we, where she has few opportunities to just do her. Because most often we want her to do something with somebody. We want her to do what she's done before. I play that thing I like. We, are, we got our request. But this time... This is spirit as Tammy. Give it, so you, you don't want to miss this. But begin to envision it. And if you can't be there, imagine you gifting somebody. Imagine what that's going to be like for them to experience it. Yeah, is this making sense? Okay. Well, to two, three people over here, it did. So this, that'll be all right. That'll be all right. So it goes on to say that as we bring ourselves, because you got to be in it, as we bring ourselves to a greater vision than the range of our present concepts. What? We're upping the ante. This mental equivalent is us stretching for something beyond what we've been doing, what we already have. You don't need a mental equivalent for what you already got. You got the thing. So the mental-emotional equivalent is so that you can fan the flame of the divine in you to call forth the manifestation demonstration very specifically. We're not creating nothing new. We're calling forth by right of consciousness. It's there. We're not creating nothing new. Even, they're not printing no new money so that you can do whatever that thing is you, you want to do. You, you understand? So, so say your prayer, your, your prayer work, your desire, your vision board has to do with there's a money component to it. You're going to need some more money for that remodeling, for that renovation, for that new car, for that travel, for whatever it is. Allow me to tell you right now, they are not going to print no new money in order for you to have that car, that trip, that what the reno, whatever it is, what's going to happen is that you will vibrate at the level of what it is that you desire. And once you do that, 
you are irresistible to everything that vibrates at that level. There is no new money that they're going to put on a truck and then block off the street so nobody can get it but you. Because that's not how it works. You, you attract by the law of attraction, by right of consciousness. So this is how you can be in a room and everybody, there was a time when heart and soul was we, we were at this wonderful little place that, so we've named this room the uh, Upesi room because Upesi offered us our first home. And we knew it was temporary and we loved it. We were just so grateful and we were aware that it had no heat whatsoever <laughs> once we were in. And so we began right away praying for new space. But our prayers were kind of scattered. They were, some a do, some a don't. We didn't, and there was a point at which we came together and began affirming. We had a shared affirmation. We bought a house that wasn't for sale with money from a house that couldn't be sold, and everybody was happy. And once we got on the same page, once we got on the same page, same page is the same vibration. Once we began reciting that like we meant it, not only did we get our next spot, but everybody who needed a new spot started getting a new house, a new, a new apartment, a new, new lodging, new opportunity. But that's the way it works. Because, of course, our intention was for heart and soul. We were doing a collective thing for the greater good of heart and soul very specifically. But there's no way to have this good not get on you individually. How are you going to be powerful enough to affect a collective and you can't change your life? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that all of that's happening. So he says that we can then induce a greater concept and thereby demonstrate more in our experience. Yes. Mental image subjective likeness. We must both know and feel, see and feel, hear and feel. It is once we, once we are feeling whatever it is, that's the juice. That's the juice right there. So look. We have a course that begins on Thursday? Lord, this month is wearing track shoes. It is just moving. So on this Thursday, we begin a course. Reverend Amon will be uh, our facilitator for that. It's mental equivalence. And this is what it's about. I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging you to be in this. Not just because we're offering it, but because we are, because, not but. Here's my thinking that I'll share with you. We are setting an intention for 2024 that moves heart and soul in a way to a certain extent. There has been, you know, it's been very different for the past three years. And part of the difference has taken us to a place where we had absolutely no preparation for it. And we just were like reacting. 
we were, oh, okay, well then we'll do this, and oh, okay, we'll do this. And now we're at a point where it feels as if things have stabilized in a way, and I know there are still issues, so I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about, but we feel more stabilized in a way where we want to begin operating from our larger vision. So while we've been doing visioning, we, we've been challenged to claim the vision fully because we've been responding to law and guidelines and rules and what seem to be best practices and such. And so it feels like, we've, it feels like we're at a clearing. And so we're setting some things in motion. And frankly, I want y'all to be able to play full out when we get to 2024. There's some things that we're invoking and this class, taking this course, will be an excellent foundation. It'll be our jumping ground. It will be our launching point, if you will. And the more people that, are, that have the benefit of this, the more we're operating from a critical mass knowing. Does that make sense? And so as we move forward, I feel like we'll, be able, we'll have a clearer path. Not cut, but we'll be cutting a clearer path because we'll be moving together. We'll be moving in lockstep, so to speak. We'll all know, okay, this is what we're doing. We'll have the terminology right. We'll be able to just, you know, go about our business with this. Yes? Okay, so I'm encouraging you to do whatever it takes so that you can be a part of that. We'll be doing, our Sundays will agree. So let's just say that that's not possible for you. I feel you, I understand, and okay. But I need you to pay attention on Sundays. You know, I'm still gonna, I want you to go to the glossary and read that and meditate on it. There'll be some other pieces that we'll be offering on Sundays to support it. So I know everybody can't be there. I'm not expecting that. So if you can't, I'm going to need you to do the homework, though. I'm going to need you to do your part so you can still keep up. Yes? Yes. Okay. All right. Neville Goddard says, ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling." So this notion of stir it up, I'm going to need you to feel it beyond an external kind of stirring. I'm wanting you to feel stirred up. It feels different when I say it. I don't know if it's sounding different to you, though. Because what I'm meaning is there's something about stirring stirring up something as if you making something rather than something is being made of you. You're, stir, you're getting stirred up. That that is here, it's coming alive. Y'all know what that's like after you've been down with the cold or flu or whatever it is. And then when that's gone, you feel there's a stirring up as you begin to get your energy. You chicken souped it and stuff. Now, you, now you're feeling better. Yes? And isn't it a bit of a stirring up? It's, it's what's there, what was lying dormant, can now be engaged more fully. I don't know if this is deep or y'all just... I, what, I, don't, I, I don't know this look. <laughs> okay. All right. Because <laughs> is, there, is there a question? All right. It's a being still with it. Okay, so y'all at home, if you have a question, put it in the chat. I'm going to ask them to give it to me. I just need it. See, I'm looking here at people's faces, and they were looking like, 
I wasn't sure what they was looking like. And so I thought, well, it doesn't make sense for me to just keep talking while the people are looking at me like that. So I thought, let me just ask the people, what does that look mean? And it seems to be pretty collective that I ought to just go on with the thing. But if you have a question, please put it in the chat, and we're going to figure out a way that they're going to get it to me, and we're going to work with it. And if you don't have a question, don't make one up. <laughs> it's all right. He goes on to say that no idea can be impressed on the subconscious until it is felt. So you're doing the work by coming up with the new vision, with the new idea, and that's essential work. But we have no right to expect that because you worked that out and because you said it a few times, until you're feeling it, until you're really feeling it. This is where, as a, as a coach and practitioner, I can tell you that where it really is crystal clear is in relationship. When folks come to a coach or practitioner around relationship, and they can state very clearly, here's what I want, I want it healed, I want and energetically ain't nothing changed. If it's a romantic relationship, they have done nothing to create the space for that individual in their life. They just got an idea. And usually a timetable. And a list of stuff that whoever comes needs to bring, even though you don't have no space for them. Or their amazing attributes that do not match yours at all, by the way. There's just, you know, it's like there's so many things in that. We just, we have gotten beside ourselves, but that's not what the talk is about. The talk is about the work that we realize that is ours to do. And our work is to change our vibration. I know we think we got to make the list and then go out and find it, but if we the list, the list finds us. You be the list. Whatever that is on that list, the honesty, the integrity, the all that, you be that. Oh, is the collective energy. Oh, <laughs> oh, now I understand. See. Mental, emotional, spiritual alignment. Yeah? And when all of that comes together, and frankly, not until. So for those, all those folks whose question is, well, why did it happen to him and her and them? Now you know. He says, so it can't be impressed upon, no idea can be impressed, fully impressed on the subconscious until it's felt, felt. But once it is felt, be it good, bad, or indifferent, it must be expressed. So some of our mirror work that's unintentional, where we criticize what we see in the mirror, she said, as she pulled her stomach in and raised her shoulders up. <laughs> All of the way that we speak to ourselves and about ourselves, it's not our intention to have more of that. But that energy that we have in the mirror, like, you know, all the machinations, see all that's emotion. All those machinations, the screwing up of the face, 
the stomping of the foot, the disappointment when it doesn't quite fasten. <laughs> and you didn't plan to wear it, but not today. <laughs> Hopefully, all that little energy right there seals your fate. Because what you're feeling it in a way that has a depth to it, although it's not intentional. Although you don't want that replicated, what you're doing and being is sure to replicate it. Why? Because that's the law. And your little idea does not change the law. The fact that you say in your defense, but I didn't mean for it to do that. that they just say, oh, that's the universe. Oh, I thought you knew. Yeah? Feeling, Neville says, is the one and only medium through which I, ideas, through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. So you got to get with the program when you know that. It's not until you feel it and everything you feel makes a difference. Doesn't have to be a conscious thought about it, but if you're feeling, some of us have historic trauma that has us feeling unworthy. So it's not a conscious thought, but it is a feeling. And until we clean that up, this is why we keep suggesting classes and that you engage in a way so that you can begin to build new patterns, new habits, new ways of being, new experiences, yes? Neville says, therefore, the man who does not control the human, who does not control their feelings, may easily impress the subconscious with undesirable states. This is what I was just talking about. Whether you mean it or not is not the key. Whether you felt it is the key. Does that make sense? Okay, good. So Neville goes on to say, obviously, never entertain an undesirable feeling. He's a little late getting to us, though, yeah? Because we've been doing that a lot. I mean, we give whole talks and presentations to folks the moment something happened, and then we start speculating about how awful it can be. And often your coach will say, well, is that what you're experiencing now? Well, no, but it could be. And it looked like, and for so-and-so it did, and you're like, whoa, slow down. Is it happening now? Well, then why are we bringing it to you? Why are we... <clears throat> Why are we focusing on the worst case scenario? Why are we engaging fear, feelings, energy, emotion around what we don't want to happen? Let me just say to you, that you really do not want to be well-versed in what you don't want. You just, that cannot be what you lead with. What you start your day with and what you end your day with and throughout the day cannot be the whole story, the A to Z, about why you don't want that. 
You can simply say, I don't want that, and then you move on to what is it that you do want. And what I found in client work, and I haven't done that for, for years now, but <clears throat> is that so many folks do not know what they do want. They can talk for an entire session about what they don't want. And sometimes in different languages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Different tone, just, I mean, they're just the full gamut of what, I, and you're like, okay, I just need to know a little bit about what you do want. And the truth is often it can be silence because they just have not given what they want attention. And if they can give voice to it, not enough detail, like the picture they painted about what they did want, all that goes lacking when they talk about what they do want. It's kind of ABC. I'm like, well, tell me something about A, B, and C. And they just repeat kind of A, B, and C. And I'm sharing this with you, not as a criticism of anyone, because it's, it's very much the human condition. It is offering, offering an idea that someone may use as a cautionary tale to simply say, that's not how I want my life to be. I want, I'm interested, and maybe you just do it for drill. Let's just see what it would be like to live my life from the highest possible desire. Now, I know some of us have not been given permission to do that. We weren't raised that way. We aren't kind of operating that way. So that's, I'm saying just for drill, just try it. Don't tell nobody. Just have it be a little secret thing. Get your journal out and just between you and you, start making some notes about how wonderful it would be if I, if I felt, if I went, if I did, if I said, if I, you know, just all the things. Just, you know, it's just you and you. And you just, I mean, because how could you, how could you feel all that and have it not show up? So you just, it's just you and you. Just you and you, you just get into it. And what I'm saying is you'll know if you're really there because what? You'll feel it. You'll be like, oh, yeah. And maybe you'll go, oh, but can I? And then let's get something that you say. When the can I? You say, of course I can. Let's try that. Of course I can. So when the question from within comes up, but can I? You say, of course I can. Yes. And that we're just setting ourselves up for how we will be with ourselves as we, as we create our new mental equivalence. Yes? Yes, yes, yes. So look, you know, in Revelations 21 and 1, and I saw new heavens. I engaged, that's to me, that's saying, I engage new thoughts and feelings and a new earth because now we have new outcomes. So I engage new thoughts, new feelings, and now I have new outcomes. This is just for you and your journals, only if you're trying to teach it. Because sometimes I know we sit here and we go, oh, I wish so-and-so was here. I can't wait till I get out of here so I can tell so-and-so. And you probably missed half the message plotting to tell so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry about so-and-so right now. Because so-and-so is going to be so 
transformed in witnessing your transformation. So we don't want to give so-and-so a little half-baked piece of the talk. We are going to be an example. We're going to model what's possible, yes? The completeness of that, yes? So we're not going to worry. We love so-and-so, but we're not going to worry about so-and-so right now. And here's the, here's the rest of that. The former heavens, the former ideas and beliefs, and the former earth, the former demonstrations, because they always match. Your heaven and your earth always match. Your thoughts and your manifestations, your beliefs and your demonstrations, they always match. And so when we make these changes, we're calling forth something else. And it says that the former earth, your former demonstrations depart. Of course they do. There's nothing holding them. There's no energy draw any longer. So it begins to shift. And the see the confusion caused by our negative thinking is no more. We're not stirring up the chaos by our confused thinking, wanting it one way and living it another. Yes? Yeah? Yeah, okay. All right, so look. I'm doing a new thing, y'all. So I'm going to bring this to closure with um, uh, Dr. Dan. His reading from today speaks to the glory of God. Says, of all the things we live for, the greatest is happiness. And what did stir up the gift say? It reminded us that we are given love and joy, and that's, that's how we're made. That's a part of our nature. And so this, this happiness that we live for is who we are. No one likes to be miserable. Life is a mixture of light and shadow, but even when we walk through the night, our load is lightened by the thought of tomorrow's rising sun. But only if we think of it. If instead we think of the night continuing forever, then we won't have that experience. And we can project it. I'm going to ask that we do the same thing for the city of Oakland. Now, you may live someplace else, y'all, but I'm still going to ask you to pray for and envision the city of Oakland with a certain peace and a certain prosperity and a certain joy and a certain security and safety for children and elders and everyone. And I know that we can do it because I know how it's done. I just know that we must get on the same page. And you know what that means, what I just asked you to do? It means that you can't do no more complaining. You can't do no more predictions. You can't do no more worst-case scenarios about Oakland. You can't predict that it's going to be worse year after next than it is now. You can't do all that. And I know it kind of rolls off our tongue once we get started talking. So since we know that, we just need to hush. I mean, early in the conversation. So when people want to talk about Oakland, you just say, well, I'm seeing something else. And you may not have gotten clear about what you're seeing yet, but you know better than to see what they just said. Right? 
So you don't, that's all. You don't have to investigate. You don't need the stats. You just are in a position to say, I'm seeing something else. Yeah? All right. And moving only means wherever you go, there you are. I'm just saying. Okay. So look, I'm going to cut to the chase here. The affirmation that, there are a couple of affirmations because I'm using the one from the 18th and the 22nd. Kind of did a little mashup here. And um, I'm going to invite us to affirm together. So if you, if you want to, please just affirm with me. Otherwise, let it just wash over you as those of us who affirm aloud do this. Yes? So together, I call divine mind into exalted manifestation through me as me. The God life is my life now and forever. It is my strength and knowledge constantly revitalizing me. I am so grateful for the insight of the law of attraction, that universal law that operates everywhere and prevails as my thought and affairs. I don't copy the experiences and activities of others. Rather, I create my own. I use my meditation time today to manufacture uplifting ideas and thoughts. Pause. Pause right here. And be with this notion of manufacturing uplifting ideas and thoughts. Just do that now manufacture ideas and thoughts that are uplifting. Just in this moment, have a little taste of that. <laughs> we are right now manufacturing uplifting ideas and thoughts. Just breathe that in. And then we're going to start that line again, just to reinforce it. Saying together, I use my meditation time today to manufacture uplifting ideas and thoughts adequate for maximum daily application. God is good, and so it is. Yes, yes, yes. So look, I have just a couple of things that I want to share with you before we hear from the choir again, and I introduce that song to you. I want you to know that, um, you know, we had a clothes drive, and so the clothes, we, we, we had lots of clothes piling up, and so yesterday, uh, David Walker pulled together a little team of Jamar and Omar Vargas, and they took the clothes and donated them on our behalf to Dorothy Dayhouse in Berkeley. And I'm so grateful. This is, this is us. This is a new heaven and a new earth. So we're beginning already to imagine and feel the difference that that makes. 
because that's going to encourage us to give again as we begin to see that someone gets the full benefit of that. Someone who did not have sufficient clothing or the right clothing for a particular situation or circumstance, they now have it. And it's because of us, because we were willing and because David and Jamar and Omar were willing to take it on our behalf. Is this making sense? Good, good. So there's also another, what I consider a demonstration of a new heaven and a new earth. I'm going to hold this, and whoever's doing the camera, can you, can you just zoom in as close as you possibly can so the folks at home can see that Dr. Sean Jinwright is on the cover of the Science of Mind magazine for December, and it's because this is the December issue. It's actually the November-December issue because it's a, a, a two-month issue. Um, it's because he is the 2023 Spiritual Hero of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I'm just showing this so y'all can see. So I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have a subscription to Science of My Magazine, to please get one. Get one. I don't want you to, to miss this. Okay, so you can have have your copy. So yes, yes, yes. That to me. See, some of us. Oh, I see you in here with the close up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted folks at home to see as well. Yeah, this is like some of us have been nurturing a vision within CSL and for Science of Mind that that there be a greater diversity and that there be an upliftment of a variety of voices. And um, this is not the first black male to be on the cover, but I don't know that any of you could name when the last time was. <laughs> and so it's not that I'm trying to count. It is that I want to lift up and acknowledge that this is a good thing and that some of us know that this is a part of our prayer work, that we have been knowing and wanting to know um, for ourselves and others how this stuff works. So look, I want to end with these words, that we have every right to expect the great. Absolutely we do. That this is a time of our great blessing, but we must be willing to know it to feel it, and to claim it. And so I am proud to bring before you, via, via the magic of video, our Heart and Soul Choir heart song, again during COVID time, when they could not get together and sing aloud from one place. This is how we managed it. But on November 4th, we're going to be right here singing out loud together. Yes? Thank you.